0: Hello there, everybody. I hope you are ready for a new episode—episode episode five. Mm-hmm. That's the big five. Dude. Oh yeah, this is uh um, yeah. this is our
1: Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yes, very yeah. dark. Going to be a cliffhanger in this one, maybe. Ooh, maybe. It's definitely going to be the darkest one for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then the next
1: one is going to be like the most unsatisfying and weirdly probably, yeah. like, kid-friendly.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be marketed towards children and selling mm-hmm. toys. And then there's gonna be two really weird sequels based off of that one. Well,
1: the after the next one, we're just gonna redo the first episode. Okay, and then then we're just gonna go off the rails for that. Well, I, the I was
0: talking one. about the two uh, what, Jawa? Is that what they're called? No, the little bears. What that's what like? I, Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, Ewoks. Some, Ewoks. The ones that that's you know they have be- two Ewok movies, right?
1: Well, are you, are you counting the Star Wars special, holiday special? No. You, you're talking about the one... Oh, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, It's just like a kid with Ewoks. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about that. George those. Lucas was holding his foot down on the gas on that one.
1: I feel like, I feel like those could get a digital re-release and people would be interested. Morbidly curious.
0: I would agree with that if Disney hadn't bought Star Wars. Hmm. We're oversaturated now.
1: I could see, like, a Disney XD, you know that channel? Oh, yeah. They could do, like, a... Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Service. They could do, like, an Ewok kind of uh-huh. minions deal. Because, like, oh. Disney needs minions. Oh, my God. Ewoks no, they don't. are no. now their minions. Nobody needs minions. You know how much money minions make? A lot. Yeah, and you know how much just, like, exposure minions get you? A lot. They're just everywhere. You They're... could quote by Socrates on the internet with a minion on it and 9 million likes. In high <laughs> 9 million
0: likes. <laughs> in high school there was this girl that everyone thought was like pretty good looking uh-huh and she had this big crush on this one guy and uh i guess she used to send him pictures and stuff and he never wanted them and so one day he sent back a picture of someone shoving a little minion toy inside themselves Ooh. and uh she responded like don't ever talk to me again so from that point on, whenever me or my friends saw Minions, we would take <laughs> pictures of them and send them to everybody else and be like, LMAO, look who it is. And we would all know we were talking about that girl. Nice. Uh, it was gross. It was gross. High school boys can be mean. Do you see, you see what I'm saying? See how
1: all-encompassing Minions
0: are? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pleasurable. The, they're the perfect shape. I, <laughs> do you remember those little toys? They were like beans and they would like do flips you get them at oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: that almost that's almost what they remind me of yeah
1: they looked like the tech deck dudes but they weren't
0: yeah 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 i know what you're talking about only early 2000 kids remember yeah (laughs) not even 90s kids early 2000s kids the worst kids much different place yeah much different we were a post 9-11 generation yeah so and speaking of 9-11
1: oh whoa no no
0: no no. okay maybe maybe we'll see uh (laughs) so (laughs) not ruling it out um So this week, I told Ryan only the fandom. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him the name of the story, Mm -hmm. anything else. I only told him the fandom. Yep, and that was like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So I've been speculating wildly. This whole time. Yep. So the fandom is Harry Potter. Yeah, finally. We're finally doing it for all you Potterheads. It's a... It's a kind of you know underground fantasy yeah. story. You might not know about it, yeah, but it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's worth a read. A lot I mean, of
0: indie movies made about it, not big budgets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, mm-hmm. what is your experience with Harry Potter? Um, I would say a healthy one. Healthy you know? one. Yep. I,
1: the first time I ever read a book, it was because I was home sick so i cranked through the first one probably it was like second grade maybe wow um i i think i actually read the first one with my dad okay we read it together i read the second one by myself and then that was a thing me and my dad would sit down and i was pretty much learning how to read i would read these books out loud wow and we would like i'd read a chapter he'd read a chapter Mm -hmm. i'd read a chapter i had a very well adjusted childhood that's a really nice story yeah that
0: is the only thing i can think in my past that was like that is my mom once read me like two chapters of tom sawyer i love tom sawyer <laughs> she was trying to drill the southern heritage yeah, into yeah what pretty she was much doing. it was and it was weird it was just the parts with jim no <laughs> no i'm joking but uh, and then you guys would break it down afterwards like you yeah, see alex yeah, what yeah. this is saying master no okay um so a healthy, healthy. Do you like the movies? Yeah, and, again, yeah.
1: enjoyed the movies, saw them all when they came out, um, got the final book on the day it was released. You wow. know, I was excited, okay. read through it. Haven't haven't read any of them a second time. Okay. haven't really watched them all multiple times, mm-hmm. but um, healthy relationship with Harry Potter. Okay. Been to Harry Potter World? Been, Been to Universal? Harry Potter World. Okay. Um, I used, I would write the occasional Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, just... Yeah. just healthy stuff okay so not that not that to be really obsessed yeah. with it is not is unhealthy, is unhealthy. Yeah, yeah i know what mean i I'm, I'm just you, a, mean. you
0: know like a casual appreciation yeah. yeah 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 so as far as harry potter fans go you're probably pretty mild yeah probably. but compared to other fandoms you're pretty pretty big fan
1: i go through phases like i'd yeah. say i
0: like i'll learn a lot about
1: it in a mm-hmm. short sprint and then forget yeah. about it you like the new movies the fantastic beasts yeah they're all right you know really i went to go see them they're all right okay the newest so, one's not that
0: great I have a distinct memory of the first time ever being exposed to Harry Potter. Was uh, my brother and my dad went fishing, and my mom was like, "Let's go see a movie." And I used to go to movies a lot with her, and um, we wanted to see Harry Potter. Sold out. Mm-hmm. So we bought a ticket. Which Harry Potter? The first one. Harry Potter one. Oh, it was wild. So I was it. I was probably like five or six. Mm-hmm. I was very young. Mm-hmm. um, It should be
1: noted that Alex is 13 years
0: old. I am 13 years old, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm turning 14 next month, friend. All right, big guy. Thank you, Uh, big guy. Jesus. Uh, And we couldn't get a ticket to Harry Potter, so we bought a ticket to the Lord of the Rings. And then we snuck in, and I sat on her lap.
1: That's two very different child. I would say I'm more into Lord of the Rings. I saw Lord of the Rings. I was into that before Harry Potter. No, nah, no
0: idea. I've, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Never read Lord <laughs> of the Rings. That was Ridge. your one None. opportunity? Yeah, that's, we that's, saw Harry Potter instead.
1: There are diverging timelines where yeah. you are just an upstanding citizen. You said, you know what? Let me just go see this other yeah. critically acclaimed fantasy film. Never seen it. Very good. Never seen it. Um, uh, yeah, just, you know, controversial mm-hmm. opinion.
0: Lord of the Rings? Very good. Ooh, hot take. Very good. It's a hot take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with Harry Potter, I've only ever seen the movies. Never read the books. Have you seen all the movies? I have seen all the movies. There and I, I, saw the last four at Midnight, just because that yeah. was a thing with me and my mom. She read the books. Uh, my dad used to do a lot of work in England. She has a lot of the first copies of the British versions of the book. Cool. Yeah. She can read. She she can speak that language. She can read them. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit longer, but huh. it was good. And, Bunch of uh, unnecessary use. I just yeah. I turned yeah. out completely. When. Uh, I've been to England once. Wow! I, think I was six or seven. I didn't
1: even know that. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've been to England once. I was really young, mm-hmm. and we stayed at my dad's friend's house in Manchester. We were in Manchester, and we did go to London. Um, but I distinctly remember taking the Pottermore quiz, the British one, in like 2002 mm-hmm. in Manchester. And that's when I found out I was a Gryffindor. Ooh. But apparently now I'm a Ravenclaw. So oh, yeah. Changed you, a little so, bit You're so smart days. now. You're, yeah, you're gonna exactly. You're going to be a doctor and everything. Yeah.
1: So Ravenclaw, I am a tried and true Hufflepuff. 100% Hufflepuff. Yep. I knew it. You're just there. You're just kind of there. I'm kind of there. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. I <laughs> yeah, live with that. that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the first time I got it I wasn't even that bummed. You know, that Yeah, it's whatever. it's whatever. I don't think it's bad to be Only Hufflepuff. a real Hufflepuff would accept being Exactly. You would just be like so cool
0: with it like yeah yes. I'm a Hufflepuff It's yeah. whatever. All right. Yeah. Yep. And now
1: yeah. I know. Yeah, and I'm now I know that I'm yeah. something.
0: That's all I needed to know. Exactly. Um but I I actually really like Fantastic Beasts where to find the movie. Sure. I haven't seen the second one. So I am second one's like I I, I never heard it wasn't good. I, I'm a I'm a pretty low grade fan. I'm not mm-hmm. that big of a fan. I don't think they're bad. I've just never gotten it heel. Um, those people that walk around with like their house plastered all over them. Sure. I mean, I mean there's a lot of good Harry you. Potter, like people get tattoos. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, Harry Potter's big a lot of uh, kids i went to school with the mm-hmm. moment they turned 18 they had the deathly hollow symbol tattooed to, to them yeah. so
1: well i also think it's it's also really important cuz it got a lot of people interested in reading yeah if it hadn't been for harry potter like early 2000 kids yeah. shout out I probably, you know, we wouldn't really have been into no, reading. not at all. And yeah. do you think there'll, I mean, there's been a lot of successors, like Hunger Games and Divergent, mm-hmm. 50 Days, they're like, everyone's trying to recapture that, but there's never going to be anything never. like Borders at Midnight, Slam Packed, that'll never, never happen again.
0: Never. Ever. No. I will never get to go to another Midnight book release and read the epilogue out loud and have people want to spit on me.
1: Why you're such, Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> I did do that. I went to, to Books a Million. We were one of the first people in line because my mom was obsessed with Harry Potter, and I didn't care. And so... Were you in costume? No, no. She she was. I was. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what year that was. I was probably... I was probably 10, Yeah, 11. I mean, I've been like, what, 2007? Is that too early? Yeah, it'd be about 10, 2008? That's probably that. about right. Yeah. And, you know, I was like an edgy 10 year old. I'm like, oh, look at these nerds really into Harry Potter. I'm only passively into it. So I, like, got the book and I was like, whoa, Albus Severus? And people were so mad yeah, I mean, at me. To be was, fair,
1: that's. You'd be upset if someone did that with oh, a things. Oh, absolutely. It was a terrible thing. But you're a kid, so you have no
0: empathy yet. No, not at all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, exactly. So I have a very passive relationship with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Yeah, not the biggest fan, not the, you know, I like I said, I don't think it's bad. No, I don't think it's bad at all. Uh I like the movies, you know, for the most part. They're pretty so, good. Yeah, they're pretty good.
1: third pretty one good. I think
0: is really well made in terms of like direction mm-hmm. and camera yeah. movement and acting starts picking up. Yeah, and then they they felt in my opinion uh very heavily produced after about the 5th. Yeah. Who were like by the production studio. That's when like people
1: who were besides
0: children started taking notice that these were landmark events. Yeah, I could agree with that. But I, I think it's more of like uh like if you look at the DC movies, mm-hmm. they almost seem like the studio has a lot of like a big hand in uh-huh. them. Yeah. That's kind of how I think Harry Potter's five to like 7.2 are.
1: I think that's just the nature of the books, they start to really? get plot focused and kind okay. of you know, got to start wrapping yeah. it up somehow. That's why the, the first like four are pretty whimsical. I think yeah. four it starts getting into the end game, but you know, one, two, three is just kind of one off. They're all mysteries, they're mystery yeah. books. Yeah, well, so, you know,
0: one and two had the same director,
1: and yeah. then three had Chris a Columbus, yeah, Chris Columbus, and then um. The third was the guy who directed... Birdman, right? Birdman. Yeah. Um, and that... Uh, Alfonso uh, uh, Cuarón. Alfonso, Al- Al- yeah. Alfonso, Alfonso Cuarón. And he's, he's a very like well-known yeah. director, yeah, which for is for why sure. it has kind of that signature Is he field. the
0: director of Roma? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So the third one has a very distinct style. Mm-hmm. To me, that one's a little more horror-driven. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Very passive take on Harry Potter cool. on my part. I was just watching this video about how hermione was like super changed from Mm -hmm. the books you know you wouldn't know when you cast a 10 year old emma watson that she was gonna grow up to be fine
1: right well there's two different fictions there's the fiction of the book and there's the fiction of the movies yeah they can be
0: totally separate and totally valid it's the same as like game of thrones or walking dead right not the same things same thing by name Mm -hmm. same characters not the same things and if you really
1: like one then you get to experience the other one
0: and still be surprised yeah I, i think especially that's interesting with uh walking dead because the shows almost caught up to the comics, mm-hmm. almost not really. Yeah, and so they've kind of diverged, which is pretty interesting. Same with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season eight is that the last yep. one? Yeah,
1: I'm actually interested to see because um, George R. R. Martin has the opportunity to see what they do. Yeah, and he could do something completely different and, and do, be like, "Which is which is true?" Exactly. The and the consumer gets to
0: decide, which yeah. is pretty cool. That dude write, writes like four words a day. They got to be perfectly placed. Yeah. No, he 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 barely writes every day, and I don't know how he puts out. He's got an interesting conversation with Stephen, Stephen King. King. I've and seen Stephen that. Stephen King just
1: cranks through, yeah, books.
0: And that's why he writes about child orgies, because they're easy. Yeah, they're easy. They're they easy. write themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. So, we're doing Harry Potter fanfic. That was kind of our opener. We don't really have a topic of conversation because this is such a monumental fandom. We got to get to it. It is, and also, I have not read this all the way through. So it's going to be a surprise for both of us. Yes. Oh, that's- I read the first chapter. I read the end to make sure it ended the way I thought it did. And <laughs> it does. I, th- I think we're both going to be we're going surprised. On, we're going on a journey together. Yes, you this and is I. a journey together. You, and you me, and Dupree. And, and the listener. The listener. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I'm not going to read the warning at the beginning. There's a warning. There's a squick, I believe. This is squick. Okay. Do you want me to give you the, <sighs> the title or do you just want me to kind of jump into it? is the title going to spoil the whole thing it could um let's just jump into it let's just
1: jump into it is the title if, I, if you reveal it at the end is it going to really enrich the whole thing
0: no no
1: well we'll just let the title of this be the title of the episode and yeah. I'll, when it gets released i'll find
0: out i'll tell you at the end okay you ready let's do it all right 8 september 2001 one, nine thirty-seven p.m <laughs> London's Muggle Airport was bustling with hundreds of people, just like it did on most days. Oh, no. This, what? I'm sorry. What? Keep going. Do you do you know this fanfic? No, I don't. No, please. What are you laughing at? No, nothing funny, but keep going. <laughs> All right. The sound of a thousand shoes hitting the floor echoed through the huge place, bouncing around Ron's head at a volume louder than usual. As he looked around, he noticed a lot of them were in muggle suits, but most seemed to be preoccupied with finding their next destination. Ron nervously gripped his wand inside his pocket as he pulled uh, his suitcase with the other. This seemed like the kind of place where Death Eaters would attack. Mm. He knew he'd needn't worry, but though the war had been over for three years, the Auror Department was still finding convicted Death Eaters daily. So I looked it up. At, at the end of Harry Potter, he does become an Auror. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. and mm-hmm. You want to explain what an Auror is? An Auror is a wizard cop. They hunt down the bad wizards. and yeah, the... Defense Against the Dark Arts, basically. Yeah, well, that's, that's the kind classic. of what I can understand. Exactly. Trains yeah. you up. So Ron's an Auror, and he's in an airport. Hermione was at his side, her arm sliding into his as she led them to buy a ticket to the next flight to New York. He noticed her worried expression as she received the ticket, the way she wrung her hands like she did when she was nervous. He knew she hated it when he went away for an order mission, especially when Harry wasn't with him. He couldn't help feeling a little sorry for himself. He knew she meant well, but he felt as if she didn't think he could look out for himself unless Harry was there with him. So I have a question. Mm Uh... Again, I only know the movies. Is it the second, the third where they like teleport through the um, the fireplace? He the says fl- die again alley. The the flu powder. Yeah. He says again, alley.
1: again." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which takes him to Nocturne Alley, by the way. Okay. I don't know these things. Yeah, you know, it's a flu powder's like what did he say? Ah, whatever, give him whatever we want. Okay. So how come he
0: has to be on a flight? How come he can't just Flute powder is way.
1: Um, well, the way I mean, usually the most efficient way to travel is to apparate, which is essentially teleportation. Okay. Can't apparate over long distances. It, it's like a physical strain on the body. Okay. And um, you know, flute powder is only through a flute powder network. Okay. So you go. I mean, think about it. You'd want to make mm-hmm. sure that the. The chimney or whatever fireplace you're going to
0: doesn't have an active fire in it. So there's probably an understanding that there's not transatlantic flu powder um, at this point. I think that'd be pretty groundbreaking.
1: But again, like flu powder is, is portrayed, at least in the film, I haven't read the book in a while, as physically taxing. So if you're going to do okay. a flu powder across the ocean, you'd probably get pretty messed up.
0: Okay. Okay. I just wanted to ask. I have no idea. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. Uh, okay, in a haze, he realized Hermione was pushing his ticket into his hand, which now also held his boarding pass and his passport. He suddenly realized he didn't have his suitcase, only his carry-on bag over his shoulder. He looked back and comprehended that Hermione had dropped it off with the rest of the luggage that was going with his flight. They arrived at his gate, and he numbly sat down as Hermione spoke to the lady behind the desk. he had only been on a plane once before, when he and Hermione had gone to Australia so she could retrieve her parents and fix their memories. This time, the rest of his aura unit was flying out of the airport in Cornwall, and he was alone. They had told him that they would meet up with him at the airport in New York, and he really hoped they would because he had no idea where to go from there. I thought that was pretty neat. She was fixing her parents' memory. Mm-hmm. Are they Australian? Or- no, she, in, in order to protect
1: them, in the last, in the last book, again, she wipes their memory and they move. They go to Australia. Is there I any
0: reason why they go to Australia? That's, it's as far from you know who as you can get. Okay, that's all right, there. We go. Hermione returned from the desk and sat down next to him. They're going to start to board at 10. Your flight leaves at 10.30. She sighed and looked apprehensively out the window at the huge airplanes, which were only visible from their blinking lights in the night. He watched as she started fiddling with the sparkling diamond on her left hand, oh, her hand man. shaking as she did so. He studied her for a moment more, watching as she spun the ring around her finger and look at anything but him. He sighed and gently took her left hand in his. Love. Please stop worrying. I'll be fine, all right? Her brown eyes found his, and she looked at him reproachfully. As if it was his fault, he was being sent across the ocean by his department. I wish Harry was going with you. I don't like it when you don't have each other. I know you battle best when you and Harry are together. He frowned slightly, a bit offended, but he knew Hermione meant well, and decided to hold back his anger. I know. He gently took her face in his hands and pressed his lips to her forehead. I'll be careful, all right? She nodded, though her eyes... Now we're shining with unshed tears. Ron looked down at the diamond that glittered on her hand and squeezed her fingers gently. I promise, when I get back, we can sit down and start planning this wedding, all right? Hermione smiled through the tears that now fell down her face and said nervously, You swear? They both knew it wasn't a promise about the wedding at all, but his safety. Swear to Merlin. She gave a watery laugh. Swear to Merlin! Swear to Merlin! That's a good reference. Sorry. No, it's fine. Swear to Merlin. She gave a watery laugh as he planted his lips on various places on her face, kissing the tears away. It wasn't long until a cool woman's voice announced above them, Attention, Flight 657 is now boarding. Hermione's face immediately fell as she faced Ron. That's you. He said nothing but wrapped his arms around her, hugging her so tightly that he feared they would soon become one being. He felt her arms fold across his back, and the moisture from her tears darkened his shirt. They stood there, locked in their embrace for what felt like forever, before Ron finally gently pulled back. He looked into her eyes once more, before recklessly capturing her lips with his. He became aware of every small detail that was happening between them. He felt every curl as he ran his hands through her hair, and in contrast, he could feel her hands gripping the hair at the back of his neck. HE FELT THE WARMTH OF HER BACK AS HIS OTHER ARM WRAPPED MORE securely AROUND HER WAIST. LAST CALL FOR FLIGHT 657 TO BOARD. THE VOICE SHOOK RON FROM THE EMBRACE, AND HE BROKE APART FROM HERMIONE. SHE LOOKED UP AT HIM SADLY AND GRABBED HIS CARRY-ON BAG, HANDING IT TO HIM. HE SLUNG IT OVER HIS SHOULDER AND GENTLY KISSED HER ONE LAST TIME. I'LL BE BACK IN A FEW WEEKS, HE TOLD HER, HIS EYES MEETING HERS. I PROMISE. THEN HE GOT IN LINE, HANDING THE WOMAN AT THE DESK HIS BOARDING PASS. He turned one last time before entering the terminal, waving slightly to Hermione, who waved back. Sadly waved back. He boarded the plane and felt like he had truly left his country along with Hermione, even though the plane hadn't even left the ground yet. So this isn't, uh, it's three chapters, Mm -hmm. but it's actually broken up into days. So I don't remember what the the tag was, what what the name was, but like the time, the timestamp. September 6th, 2001. Oh yeah, no, but I'm saying this, this is broken up into timestamps. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. There is a tag for that. Yeah. We, we spend so much time I doing the tags I? I've listened to that many times. I've prepared the list. I read the list. I should know it, but I don't so hey,
1: that's it's a fan mail. Go ahead and write a letter yeah.
0: um put it in the discord, yep. and tell us what it is yeah
1: um or shout it out. our live studio audience yeah. anyone know
0: Jamie pull it up anyone? yeah, uh, anybody? No, they're looking at us blankly, yeah, yeah uh dead crown today all uh, right that's what we're getting for recording in the morning yeah they're just yeah. in here because it's warm i think yeah it's Sorry. not that warm uh, what do you think so far though um
1: i i think this this writer did a really good job of portraying the relationship between ron and mm-hmm. hermione uh, you don't get a lot of ron pov in, yeah. in the the books so you know a lot of people feel like that relationship isn't deserved or it's kind of weird but this is um this is nice Okay, good. I, I,
0: I like this. I will tell you, having never read the books, I always thought it was ridiculous that they ended up together. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I think the Harry-Ginny pairing, too, which is kind of stupid. Well, there's but two. I've heard that in the books it's way different.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Harry and Ginny makes more sense. But there are two massive things that mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling has come out with. One was she also agrees that maybe Harry should have ended up with Hermione. And two, she revealed that wizards didn't always use the toilet i what what did they do they would uh do their business and then make it disappear with magic she's the worst
0: that is she she also said that hagrid is actually transgender and his name is Hergrid. i mean i'm fine with all that stuff
1: but the bathroom (laughs) stuff is so unnecessary yeah but it's it's out there you can
0: look it up there's pottermore official of course yeah Well, good for them. They just do it on the streets and pop it away. I mean, I'm jealous. I wish I could do that, honestly. It would save me a lot of hassle. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. 4 August 2001, 546 p.m. The bloody ring had been... We went back? We just went back in time. We went back in time. So we're going to be shifting time a bunch. (laughs) Okay. Not a bunch, but we do shift time. Okay. The bloody ring that had been burning a hole in his pocket for weeks finally was going to be gone. "'Ron took out the small box and opened it, "'picturing what the glittering diamond "'was going to look like on Hermione's hand. "'He had finally saved enough to purchase a diamond "'that was actually visible. "'Tonight was going to be the night. "'Ron had retreated to the flat he shared with Harry "'right after work to change out of his work robes "'and into the emerald green dress robes "'that had cost him almost as much as the ring. "'At lunch, he had told Hermione to meet him "'at his flat after work. "'She had looked at him curiously, "'but he had only winked at her and left.' There was no way she was going to figure out what he was planning. At six o'clock, there was a knock on the door, and Ron rushed to get it. Hermione stood before him in a modest black dress, her hair in a messy bun. She seemed to be fussing with herself, smoothing her dress and patting at her hair, but Ron didn't think there was a way to improve such a perfect picture. "'Hermione, you look beautiful,' he told her. She beamed and accepted his arm around her. "'Ron, where are we going?' "'You'll see,' he said with a smirk. From inside his flat, they apparated to the destination. The smell of old books was the first to meet Ron, and he knew they were in the right place. Hermione was looking around with a smile on her face. She turned to Ron and said, We're in the library at Hogwarts, aren't we? Nope. He only smiled and snaked his hands around her eyes. You'll see. Why'd you say no? They're They're not actually at the
1: library at Hogwarts, right? I don't know. They're not. Why? Because you can't apparate in Hogwarts.
0: Do you think they meant to change that after the Battle of Hogwarts? No.
1: Why would they? They would only increase uh, the, security. the security.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to send my kid to Hogwarts after if, that big battle.
1: If this is, if this is, they are actually in the library at Hogwarts. I'm out. Really? I'm out.
0: That's where you. I'm going to listen line. to the whole thing. Okay, okay. but I'm out. Ron, just follow my lead. He stepped forward, and so did she. He led her to the back of the library with his hands over her eyes, where he had found her so many times reading in the window seat hidden away from the rest of the school. Maybe he can apparate there because he's an Auror. No. If you're an Auror, you can't apparate
1: there? You can apparate just outside the grounds. You cannot apparate inside the building. Oh,
0: okay. So he's out, but we're going to keep going. I'm out, but okay. When he led Hermione around the final turn... This is an AU. Okay, that's fine. Uh, He grinned at the sight of two chairs and a table set with candles and an elegant dinner place in the middle of the huge space in the back of the library. It had cost him two months of savings, but George had pulled through for him. He removed his hands from Hermione's eyes, and she gasped at the sight. She shot Ron a huge smile as he pulled out one of the chairs for her. Once they were tucked into the dinner, they began to talk about everything there was to talk about. Though they had been best friends for such a long time, they still got to learn something new about the other person every day. Ron realized that no matter how many conversations he had with Hermione, He never got bored. She would talk to him about her day, but he wasn't always listening. Sometimes he would use the time to simply gaze at her features, wondering how on earth he had gotten so lucky. Halfway into their meal, Hermione was talking about the five essays she had to have done by Friday when Ron felt like his carefully planned proposal was going to burst out of him if he didn't do it now. Hermione. He had cut her off and her eyes narrowed. When she read his soft expression, however, she said, was I talking too much again? Ron grinned. You always do, but I love that about you. Speaking of that, I was just thinking of the reasons why we should get married. Her eyes widened, but after a moment, she recovered and raised an eyebrow. Well, I don't know, she said as she sipped her brandy with a smirk playing at her lips. Why should we get married? See, that's the issue I've been dealing with, Hermione. I reckon you have no reason not to marry me, especially because of my charm and good looks. He flashed her a cheeky smile, and she looked at him challengingly with a twinkle in her eye. Really, she asked, peering at him with a raised eyebrow. So what reasons do you have that make sense you want to marry me, Mr. Weasley? Ron smiled, admiring the way she blushed slightly at their flirtation. Well, I reckon after ten years of fighting with you, crushing on you, he reached into his pocket and felt the soft velvet of a small black box, and loving you more than anything, I probably should get on with it. That's the best reason. Just get get on with it. It's that time. We're we're not getting any younger. He got out of his seat and bent down onto his knee in front of Hermione. He took out the box and opened it, revealing the sparkling diamond inside. Hermione's hand covered her mouth, her eyes glinting with tears, all signs of flirtation and teasing gone. Ron. Hermione, he looked up at her seriously now, drinking in every part of her. Will you do a huge favor for me and make me your husband? I know we fight a lot, but I swear I'll take care of you and love you more than anything else. He was cut off when her lips pressed against his, causing him to forget everything he was going to say. <laughs> she wrapped her hands around his head and tugged him closer to her. She smiled and enveloped her, her, and his arms. He smiled and enveloped her in his arms.
1: They're both smiling. Yeah, that one's smiling.
0: When they finally broke apart, he spoke to her with his lips an inch away from hers. Is that a yes then?
1: No, I mean this. Okay, so this is. Fluff. I think, yeah, it's fluff. This This part's fluff. fluff. This is what the author wants to happen mm -hmm. for sure. Then this is just like a whole bunch of syrup. Like it's so saccharine Mm -hmm. sweet that this is what fluff is. But because we picked this story, I have a feeling that it is not going to be fluff for very long.
0: I, I will say, I think it's very well written, though.
1: This Yeah, if, if you were yeah. wondering if you were wondering
0: what fluff was, this is this is basically it. yeah. This so is fluff.
1: This could be like one hundred fifty thousand words of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, there there are things that long that mm-hmm. are just this. Yep. Um, what is it? Curtain fic. This is kind of like curtain fic. Well, they're not doing any mundane things. He no. proposes. Yeah, he's, he's proposing. It, that's it, a sure. big deal. Um but like I said, I think it's really well written. I I don't have any issues with it. I, I'm
1: actually surprised with how how much I'm enjoying it, no, given no, how good. like you know good. basic the whole. I think again, I think this person really understands the Ron mm-hmm. Hermione dynamic, yeah, and
0: is delivering what we're all with wanting. The, one of the few people who actually understands it. I don't. No, I no, sure. I, I re, like, I, I never got it. He was goofy. He was awkward. She was hot and confident, and. Uh, I mean, I not, again, not in the books. No, like but I'm saying in the movie. I've never the read the books. books. So I'm just saying, like, f- coming from the perspective of the movies, yeah. like, I don't know. It just seems like, as bad <laughs> as it sounds, Harry's just better than Ron in every way, too. Yep. And so I don't know what... A, maybe she likes underdogs. I don't know. Maybe... I, I really have no idea. It's like in um, in Scotland... Apparently, I, I was watching this one thing that said that they root for underdogs. They root for underdogs so much that they're pro-Palestinian, not because they hate <laughs> the Israelis, but just because they know they're the underdogs. Oh, underdog. that's such a terrible reason. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, because Scots have like historically been the underdog, so, so maybe yeah.
1: the uh, you know uh, you know they're, they're looking pretty uh, outnumbered there in the Taliban. I hope they, they pull this exactly. one off. Yeah,
0: have, man, I really think they can pull this one through. You know. But Jeez. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe, maybe not, she's... Not, a, I'm not equating Palestine Maybe she's yeah. I just want to put yeah. it out there. Maybe she's Scottish. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I like it. So mm-hmm. 10 August 2001, 1044 p.m. Ron stepped out of his fireplace and onto the hearth, ruffling his hair to get the suit out. He looked up and noticed how dark the flat was. A small crack of light was seen behind his and Hermione's bedroom from the space between the door and the floor. He dropped his briefcase on the kitchen table and approached the door, wrenching it open. So they moved in together. Or did she always live with him and Harry? I think she moved... No, because she had to come and visit him. She Remember, she
1: had the dress. She yeah, knocked but this the is what, four flat. days later? Six. Six, six days later. I thought it was six. It six, days. six days. So later. they've now moved in together.
0: I mean, if you... If said you said his and Hermione's. Yeah, left. so I mean, I guess if you're engaged you know might as well you're not allowed to date until you're married in my household i i had a friend uh who was dating this really religious girl and he used to tell me about all the disgusting things they would do to each other oh good lord just nasty awful things and then i said oh she was like a, a preacher's daughter pastor's daughter this is all just like, is this, in a, is this a song? No, she was the preacher's daughter. She was baptized in dirty water. That's I, a real song. I was thinking, son of a preacher, man. Yeah. Preacher, man. yeah. yeah anyways, um, so they do these disgusting things. And one day I was like, it, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. All my fun stories are in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm boring after that. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, yo, uh, so when we graduate, are you guys going to move in together? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to move in together until we're married. No. And I said, why? And he goes, oh, we want to do it the way the Bible said to do it. Yes. I said, that's where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. You listen to the Bible then. Yep. All these gross things you've been telling me over the years. They didn't get to the part about Sodom and Gomorrah. They didn't read that part yet. Never. No, no. Yeah. Just the moving in together. So, Well, they're engaged, and it's time to move in. Thou shalt not do dishes together. Yeah. Hermione was sitting cross-legged on their bed, deeply, deeply immersed in a book. She looked up when, she, when he entered and raised an eyebrow questioningly. He approached her and gently kissed her lips. "'Sorry, love. They kept me late again. You said you would be at home at seven, Ron. That was almost four hours ago.' She glared at him reproachfully and turned back to her book. Ron furrowed his eyebrows and fell into their bed, taking Hermione into his arms. I'm sorry, Hermione. I really am. The department's keeping me really busy. Yes, Ron. My job keeps me busy, too, she burst out, wiggling out of his arms. But I have an eight-hour day, and I come home at six every night. Um. So I read that after Ron is an auror, he She has an
1: eight-hour day, and she comes home at six?
0: Uh, lunch. Lunch break, probably. I mean, she goes to work at 10, then. No, she goes to work at nine. Takes an hour lunch. Oh, okay. Probably. That's what I'd guess. Um... But I read that Ron's an Auror, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But at one point, he leaves being an Auror to work with his brother.
1: Is that my IR,
0: like, in the, in the
1: actual books? Yeah. Well, I'm not too familiar with that. Either. Okay. No. I, guess, I guess... His
0: brother his brother runs a joke shop. Yeah. Yep. And his, his brother needs help with it. So then he mm-hmm. quits being an Auror to help his brother. So maybe this is, like, one of the reasons why he quits being an Auror oh okay We're trying you, know, to tie I, you know I'm sure. trying to tie it into mm-hmm. the real thing maybe okay. you know, there's the pressures there he can't pick his own hours he helps his brother mm-hmm. you know, works eight hours a day goes mm-hmm. home again he's kind of tagging along with Harry yeah I mean he is
1: if there's anyone that's going to be an or it's, it's Ron and Harry and even Hermione probably just because they have yeah. so much experience
0: yeah overqualified yeah. He frowned at her and thought about his day and the news he needed to tell her. She looked away, disgusted, and rolled off their bed, marching into the bathroom and slamming the door behind her. Something else is up. She seems too upset. This is, he, yeah.
1: He heard the water in the I sink. I have very turn fine, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Inept sense for. I didn't pick up on that. So this. we'll see. Yes, of course.
0: He heard the water in the sink turn on and knew she was brushing her teeth to avoid talking Did to I him. Did I say
1: inept sense? I think that that was a Freudian slip because I can't, I don't understand yeah, women at all. Yeah. It's whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't understand <laughs> women at all. Uh, And knew she was brushing her teeth to avoid talking to him he sighed and changed out of his robes replaying the news he had gotten from his head or in his head that was bad wording (laughs) moments later hermione emerged in the bathroom frowning at him as she reluctantly crawled into their bed next to him before she could pick up her book however ron blurted out hermione i needed to talk to you she looked over at him and met his eyes she seemed to read the earnest in his eyes and said nothing but gave him her full attention he inched toward her and took her hands feeling her engagement ring under his thumb he took it as a good sign that she didn't pull away Hermione, I'm not sure how to tell you this but they're assigning me to another Auror mission she seemed to take a sharp intake of breath closing her eyes for a moment, for how long he could sense the tears were coming so he wrapped an arm around her, pressing his lips to her forehead, only a month but it's it's in New York she looked at him incredulously her eyes lit with a new fire but this time it was different, it was sadder New York. Why do they want to send you there? Ron sighed. Our head has reasoning to suspect there's a group of Death Eaters building a new sort of cult under the city. Under the city like underground? He nodded, squeezing her hand. We'll be underground for most of the time. Our head says we're leaving on the 8th of September. and between then and now, they'll be training us to get ready to go underground. He studied Hermione's face apprehensively, watching as her face fell in sadness. But... I, you. She stammered as he squeezed her tighter to his side, kissing her temple. Finally, she burst out, "You can't go underground, Ron. Especially in a foreign country. It's too dangerous." How and, will he know the language? Can he speak? Exactly. It? Yeah, we've changed a lot of C's and U's mm-hmm. and yeah. And you just proposed. I can't be planning a wedding without you around. Tears. Well, you don't start planning the wedding like immediately. You know, it hasn't even been a week. Unless she's pregnant. Oh, just trying to get this thing magic going. birth control or a uh, birth uh, what is it? A pregnancy test. Uh-huh. I screwed that one up, whatever. I can't be planning a wedding without you, you around. Tears were falling down in her face and Ron felt his heart slowly start to break. He embraced her, tucking her head under his chin. He hated himself for putting her through this. I'm so sorry, Hermione. If I could get out of it, I would, but they're making me go he was watching her carefully again gazing at her as she wiped the tears from her cheeks finally she sighed and spoke once more i suppose i can't do anything about it just promise me you'll be careful please ron i can't lose you it would end my world she cut off as he kissed away her tears finally capturing her lips with his he looked deep into her sad brown eyes and saw all the worries that were going through her head he kissed her one last time for the night, and she said with the strongest earnest he could, and he said with the st- strongest earnest he could muster, "I promise, Hermione." She seemed satisfied, but it was difficult to tell behind her mask of stony sadness. She looked like she was already planning his funeral. He just held her tighter and kissed every part of her face all over again. Finally, before she fell asleep in his arms that night, she whispered, "Sometimes I really wish you weren't an Auroron. That's end chapter one. Just okay. three chapters. Three chapters, all right. Three chapters, yeah. All right. I expect a, a
1: sev- fairly severe tonal shift. Perhaps. Okay. So what do you think so far? Uh, you know, just kind of just really laying a lot of character, emotional groundwork. Mm-hmm. We're trying to yeah. buy, buy, something's going to happen because we're really trying to buy into this relationship and how yeah. much it, they mean to each other. Yeah. So I'm ready to, uh, to to get on with get it, on see on with what it. happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm invested, so now let's tear it all down. Eleven September two thousand one. Ah, oh, portrait. 49 a.m.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a portrait.
1: Jesus.
0: Somewhere. Oh no. Uh,
1: the reason. Nothing I- can be said in two thousand one. The <laughs> moment you said it was said in two thousand one, I was just like, "Do
0: you want to know what the name of it is?"
1: Okay, and I think now it's time to know the name of it. Tumbling towers. Hmm. Is that is
0: that a Harry Potter reference cuz I don't get it. It just seems really insensitive. It's it's incredibly
1: insensitive but also like whimsical so <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Remember how I said I'm like not easily shaken? Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm getting there. I'm not shaken yet, but I'm getting there. Not
0: yet. I'm getting there. Well, my whole mission is to get you shaken. So This was a uh, did you, this is, you probably didn't.
1: There was this Robert Pattinson movie that came out.
0: I know exactly what you're talking me? about.
1: Yep. And it's like, ah, oh, this is a fairly standard yeah, love it. story. And then he's sitting in an interview, and it just pans out. And it's like the World Trade Center. And he's like, oh, what day is it? And they're like, oh, September 11th, 2001, as if I need to say the whole day. Yeah. And it's just like. That's this the end of the movie. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like the only like nine eleven fiction, except for that one with uh, Nick Cage, uh, where he's a firefighter. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not.
0: Tower La- ladder 49? Ladder, ladder 49, I think. 47? a great movie, I mean, it's honestly Nick Cage. and truly, it's a great movie. I'm sure it is. Um, what's Paul Rudd's best friend in Ant Man? I can never remember his name. He was also um, in Michael Pen- Pena. Pena. He's in it. I'm pretty sure it's him. Is he? It's uh, he and Nick Cage trapped in the rubble. Mm-hmm. It's actually a great movie. I'm, sure it I'm is. not going to lie yeah. to you. It's a really good movie. Um, when I when I clicked chapter two, I saw the date. <laughs> And the time, and I was just like, okay, let's do this. 11 September 2001, 8.49 a.m. I'm not really familiar with the time line, but this is 8.49 We're going in. The tea kettle on the stovetop whistled as Hermione turned on the television in the living room. Oh, wait, this is 8.49 Greenwich Mean Time, then. It might be. No. Okay, well, we're... I guess it's 8.49 Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Because you So, it's in the, it's tea time. It's kind of it's tea time. Yeah. Midday, you know what evening-ish. 6 hours ahead of us yeah. over there? 4, 6? Yeah. 5 maybe. Who yeah. knows. I think it actually depends on uh, daylight savings time. Could be they don't do daylight savings whatever you time. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want it to be. It's time. magical so it doesn't matter. Time's construct. Yeah, it is. Uh, the tea kettle on the stovetop whistled as Hermione turned on the television in the living room. The only reason she had bought one of the muggle devices was to keep herself connected with the muggle world. I, I feel like she'd be more connected. Her parents are muggles i mean yeah she definitely has a
1: better base because she
0: actually went to school
1: and learned you know history and yeah. things like that but i mean once you join that wizarding community you got she she got she threw herself into it so she had to learn the history of that she's probably yeah. so in,
0: invested in that i don't know i feel like you go to hogwarts what 12 you 12 when you go Ten. to hogwarts 10 mm-hmm. that's i don't know i don't think you just give up on the mogul war that world that quick but maybe um, unless you never had muggle or well, you don't like it yeah just like, whatever she would watch both the morning and evening news every day, which Ron found quite amusing. Mm-hmm. He was fascinated by the muggle things that Hermione bought. He I like to think that seriously. she watches Fox News. Oh, yeah. She just has Fox News on all day. Yeah, especially in 2001. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. She would watch both the morning and evening news every day, which Ron found quite amusing. She had to watch. She had to catch O'Reilly. Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. factor. The uh, the no-spin zone. Mm-hmm which Ron found quite amusing. He was fascinated by the muggle things that Hermione bought, but he never took them as seriously as Hermione and Harry did. Hermione turned down the heat on the stove and poured herself a cup of tea. Just as she was placing a piece of bread in the toaster, the voice of the newscaster on the television caused her to suddenly drop her cup, which shattered at her feet. We've just received breaking news from the U.S. only moments ago. Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. The plane had departed from Portland, Maine, and was scheduled to land in Boston, Massachusetts. American sources say this sudden event could possibly be a terrorist attack. The rest of the words from the newscaster were lost to Hermione. The news station was showing footage of the current state of the North Tower. Black smoke billowed from where the plane had hit, and flames licked at the sides of the tower. So many thoughts were rushing through her head, making her weak in the knees and forcing her to sit down in the nearest chair. Ron was in New York. He had told her that he would go underground most of the time, but not all the time. Why hadn't she asked for more information? What if Ron had been above ground when the plane hit? What if, for whatever reason, he had been in the North Tower when it had hit? She felt panic set in. She stood up and, forcing her legs to work, rushed to the phone on the counter. Another muggle contraption, Ron had said. But for right now, she couldn't be happier that she had one.
1: To be fair, also, Ron's dad was head of the the muggle kind of part of the ministry where they studied Mm -hmm. muggles and kind of kept up on their technology. So if anyone was going to be sympathetic to their technologies, it would be Ron. So I'm not really
0: buying this, oh, dumb Yeah, he's making fun of it. That's his dad's life. Yeah. Um, Poor Arthur. And also, um, as far as the underground thing goes, uh, they were still at the subway station underneath the World Trade Center, they were still finding fragments of bones there oh, for sure, yeah. years after the event. I mean, the whole
1: thing collapsed. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, even if you were underground, you still had a very good chance of being affected. They actually, this September or this past September, just reopened the subway station to 9-11. Yeah, the the World Trade Center. Yeah. Near, I'm uh, sorry, 9-11 to, to the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just reopened it. So that's what, 17 years later? Mm-hmm. So I mean, underground got a The Oculus, the Oculus, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, and the train station is beautiful too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 nice what they've done it's there. It's clean. For sure. It's super clean. Oh my god! Oh, Anything downtown like that in the. Uh, was it the financial district mm-hmm. whatever they call it everything down there is super clean yeah, there's cool. nothing down there that's, that's gross it's not like midtown. except for the bankers am I yeah, right disgusting fat cats on Wall Street this has just turned political let's do this people it's gonna go on an AM radio station <laughs> and uh, eventually the young Turks will ask me to work with them <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get back to it I guess Hermione picked up the phone and realized she had no idea who to call there was no way Ron was anywhere near a phone, as most of the orers didn't even know how to use one. Harry and Ginny also had a landline, but they wouldn't know where Ron was, would they? Just as she was dialing Harry's number, she glanced over at the television and gasped. A small explosion suddenly appeared in the middle of the South Tower. In an instant, she realized she had looked just in time to see another plane hit the other tower. The newscaster was frantic, and Hermione could hear other panicked mutters coming from the people off-camera in the newsroom. Distress began to cloud her brain, and logic suddenly didn't make sense. She stopped thinking and frantically dialed Harry's number. It rang once, twice, three times, and finally, Harry's voice came from the other end of the line. Hello? Are you watching the news? asked Hermione, her voice shaking with fright. She raised a trembling hand to her forehead and gripped at her hair. Yeah, I was just about to call you, Harry sounded just as distressed as she felt. I'm trying to get connections with the Ministry. They should be in contact with the Muggles in New York. Harry, where's Ron? Hermione interrupted, tears of panic, panic now forming in her eyes. Do you know where in the city he was supposed to be today? Hermione, Harry sighed, and she felt her heartbreak, as if this was the confirmation that Ron was dead. However, she bit her lip and stayed silent. Hermione Ron told me that they were supposed to be underground for most of the mission, but he also said that they would be above ground for part of the time to meet with some of the muggle leaders to get information on the Death Eaters, he sighed again, and her heart started beating faster. I really don't know where he is, Hermione. I don't think there was a schedule either. I think they were playing it by ear. He could be anywhere. She gave a small gasp of agony and slammed the phone down. She looked over at the television again, which showed a full shot of the two smoking towers. She thought of Ron and the many possibilities of his current state. She looked down at her engagement ring and quickly decided what she needed to do. Hermione rushed to her bedroom and yanked open one of her drawers, pulling out the small beaded bag that she hadn't used in three years. She scrambled to the bathroom and dropped five different kinds of dignity into the bag. She opened the drawer and grabbed two rolls of gauze, stuffing them into the bag. She ran back into the bedroom and rifled through her drawer, finding her passport and dropping it into the bag as well. Hermione ran back downstairs and grabbed her purse, dumping it into the beaded bag that still held an undetectable extension charm? Yeah, she's got a bag. It's like a Mary Poppins purse. It's like one of those Jimmy Neutron cubes? Or Mary Poppins purse, yes. I like Jimmy Neutron more. Her purse held her cell phone and her wallet along with the other necessities. She silently cursed Ron for ignoring her when she had advised him to get a cell phone as well. If he had gotten one, she could have simply called him to make sure he was all right. Lastly, she checked her pocket for her wand, withdrawing it as she spun on the spot to disapparate. Is that a what, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's, the that? Apparate, what's that? That disapparates? Oh, that's the, the okay. That's the teleportation. Okay. okay. Hermione appeared in the back alley in London, only 20 feet from the airport as she had planned. She looked over herself for splinching. Splinching. That might have something to do because like,
1: if you operate incorrectly, or you're not, you're not focused on where you're going to go. You could like parts of yourself could be lost in the transportation
0: screen. Wow. So yeah, they, they... so operate's not a very common spell. No,
1: it's it's very common, but it's uh, akin to driving. They don't teach it to the students until they get to be like fifteen or sixteen. Oh wow. It's okay. Because if you are not focused on it, mm-hmm. you start by going very short distances. But you can like operate, t- and like your head will be on backwards. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Incredibly yeah. dangerous. Just yeah. Most things
0: in Harry Potter, charmingly terrifying. Yeah she quickly pulled herself together and entered the airport she found an empty ticket booth almost immediately and ran up to the person behind the counter i need one ticket for the next flight to new york please the woman behind the counter shook her head i'm sorry miss but we've stopped all flights to the u.s for the time being due to the turmoil that's happening over there right now yeah all flights were grounded uh I- that's what that uh, musical come from away you, you, oh yeah, they get they get stuck on the the tarmac, right?
1: They're all all a lot of flights were routed to I think Greenland. Yeah. So there's 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 a real life story, and they turn into a Broadway musical about
0: all the different flights and the people who are yeah. grounded for many days and just that one. That's pretty interesting. It is yeah. very interesting. There are no flights going to America, asked yep. Hermione incredulously. What else is happening over we there? We didn't have an intro. We just had a lot of tangents. That's what this yeah. episode is about. Tangents. That's fine. Yeah. It's not just New York. A plane just crashed into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. just a few minutes ago. The Americans think it's a terrorist attack. Fool me once, am I right? Okay, that was an awful joke. (laughs) I apologize. This was hard enough to process, but Hermione could hardly stop thinking about the whereabouts of Ron. So there's no possible way to get America. No way at all, she realized she was raising her voice, but she didn't care. The woman only looked at her with sympathy, as if she knew Hermione was looking for someone in New York. I'm sorry, miss. God damn it, my husband's in New York. Well, you're not married yet, Hermione. Calm down. Yes, it's essentially a God damn it, my husband's in New York, yelled Hermione. Her patient's now completely gone. You have to spice it up a little bit. My fiance's in New York. Lady, take a number. My husband? All right, let's see what I can do. She realized she referred to Ron as her husband, but she didn't care. There we go. Okay. He might as well have been. What do you expect me to do? Sit home and hope that he's not dead? Hermione is not that kind of girl. No, she isn't. The woman looked surprised, but before she could say anything, a security guard suddenly appeared next to Hermione. Is there a problem, miss? He looked at her sternly, and Hermione was able to contain her anger for the time being. No, there's nothing wrong, she told the guard. Absolutely nothing. And with that, she turned on her heel and left the airport. She returned to the alleyway in which she had apparated and ripped the bag off her body, throwing it against the wall. Thousands of thoughts were rushing through her head, but they all concluded that she needed to go to New York. She suddenly realized that she could apparate to America. Long ago, she had read that if one would apparate to a destination that's such a large distance away, they would be putting their life in danger. Mm -hmm. Hermione remembered the book saying that it was highly advised not to apparate between countries. For this, either muggle flying or port keys were safer. What's a port key? Is a port, the- port key is a magical
1: transportation device. So they can take a normal mm-hmm. uh, object and just make it, you, as soon as you touch it, you get transported to another location. Oh,
0: so it's like in the fourth one? The
1: Triwizard Cup. Okay. And uh, in the most recent one, there's, there's a port key as well. That's in what the, I was thinking immediately. Fantastic Beasts? Yeah,
0: in the okay. Crimes of Grindelwald. She groaned out loud, running a hand through her hair. She was nowhere near any kind of portkey, and she had never learned the spell that turned an object into a portkey. How stupid could she be? Since when did she pass up an opportunity to learn a spell? It's true. She was running out of town. the time, Ron could either be dead or horribly injured, and Hermione knew enough about muggle buildings to know that those towers would eventually collapse possibly killing more people does i'm gonna know, call bs she on that a lot one about i'm gonna call bs on that one she's because a structural engineer she's a, yeah no one knew those things were gonna fall no no that's total i'm sorry hermione you're smart you're a clever girl she knows that she's a genius she knows everything
1: no she's calc she's no. rapidly calculating it now. and i'm
0: not sitting here saying jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams i'm just saying that no one knew those things were gonna fall right never no 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 one no one possibly thought that mm-hmm um, and that's why it was such a big deal when they did and that's why people still think it was a conspiracy mm-hmm. because they still don't believe that they could fall right. I mean, it's been proven many times yeah it's not about melting the beams it's about the, the weakening the beams and the heat, and the, heat yeah, exactly. and the weight of mm-hmm. the stuff above it the strain so, becomes yeah. too much and they break yeah unless you're tower seven and then it was Bush's fault yeah now. I mean that's total BS yeah, yeah. Um, no I, I'm just going to call BS on that one I'll it's, call, it's yeah, whatever that's fair it's whatever an she's the most she's,
1: brilliant witch of her age
0: yeah, no, I, that's fine. But like being the smartest person of your age doesn't mean you know everything. doesn't mean you know that muggle buildings are going to fall when airplanes crash into them because nobody knew what would happen. Right. Uh, in an instant, she decided what to do. She picked up her bag and slung it around her body once more and concentrated on apparition harder than she had ever done in her life. Destination, deliberation, determination. Is that from the book? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember okay. that. She turned on the spot and felt the familiar sensation of harshly being squashed at all angles of her body. When she reappeared, the first thing she realized was that she was alive in an unknown alleyway. She heard sirens sirens from all around and knew she had to be in the right place. But something was very wrong. Excruciating pain brought her attention to her arm. She almost fainted at what she saw. A huge chunk of her forearm was missing, as if it scooped away with a knife. Her arm now looked like a raw bloody piece of meat. Oof. Wow. Okay, so she's not perfect. Yeah, well I mean that's what happens when you try to operate long distances. Never in her life had she splinched herself so badly, but she had expected worse, Ooh. especially since operating between countries was anticipated to kill her. I feel like I feel like generally saying operating between countries is pretty pretty broad because operating between the She's UK at- and France and operating between the UK and the US. Yeah. Sh- this year say continents. Continents. Yeah. Not countries. Cause I mean, I can operate between uh, like from Hungary to Austria. That's not that bad. Exactly. Yeah. North Korea to South Korea. Mm-hmm. Not that bad. Well, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty bad vacation. Yeah, well, well, North Korea to South Korea, Korea, is pretty Korea That's good. good. That's good. Very good. Yeah. But if, I don't know, if you're a wizard in North Korea, you could be solving some problems. She wished she could just lie down and allow the blood blood loss to put her to sleep, but she remembered Ron and kept her head. With her uninjured arm, she rifled through her bag and found the right bottle of didney that she knew would reduce the pain and heal the wound. She shakily applied the right number of drops, wincing at the slight pain, and watched as the wound sizzled and smoked. New skin sewed itself over the wound as Hermione dug through her bag once more and found the gauze. She unwrapped the roll with one hand and tore a long piece of... A long piece off with her teeth. Yeah, like Rambo. Yeah. She wrapped the piece with difficulty around her wound as soon as she checked over the rest of her body to make sure she hadn't splinched anywhere else. She dumped the didney and gauze into her bag and ran out of the alleyway. Is oh, didney a magic thing dear. or do I just not know what that is?
1: It looks like I've splinched all over
0: myself. Yeah, I splinched everywhere. Oh, no. Is didney a magical thing? I don't or... know. I don't okay. remember. What Didn't she's... even know. Didn't, Didn't even, even know. Didn't even know. What she saw next was absolutely devastating. In front of her, only a few blocks away, stood the two burning towers she had seen on her television in her flat in London. Ghostly-looking people were rushing past her, covered in debris and white dust and ash. Some of them were dragging along other injured bodies. The one thing that they all had in common was that every single one of their faces was filled with anguish. As crowds of people rushed past her, she started to run the opposite way, pushing herself against the throng. The towers began to get closer and closer, and Hermione became more frantic, as not one single person who was passing her looked like an orer or like Ron. Finally, she was within a block of the burning towers, and the air was thick with smoke. Hermione whipped out her wand and performed a a spell to block the smoke around her, mouth, and nose. She probably could have done that for other people, too. Yeah, it's It's a little selfish. selfish, The muggles around her didn't seem to notice. They were too preoccupied with running from the thick clouds of smoke. Just as she was meters within the south tower, she stopped. Was she really going to go in to maybe find out that Ron wasn't in the building anyway? She made up her mind immediately, her hand on her wand in her pocket so the muggles couldn't see. Just as she was running towards the entrance to the tower, a hand grabbed her around the waist and pulled her back. Hermione! She knew that voice. Relief flooded her body as she looked around and met the eyes of a very familiar redhead. Ron? Okay. Ron Weasley stood in front of her in his Auror uniform, which the people around him seemed too busy to question. He was so deeply covered in white dust that Hermione could hardly recognize him. When she saw him, saw through the layer of dirt, however, relief caused her to nearly faint. If he's covered with dust, why would it matter what he's wearing? Is it like a cloak or something? That's right. They, they don't They don't notice. No. Oh, okay. Ron. She flung her arms around him and sobbed into his shoulder, threading her fingers through his hair. He smelt of ash, but she inhaled every part of him, embracing him harder than she ever had. Well, maybe you should move. Yeah. You should get moving. She knows the building's going to fall. She said it earlier. Again, she's not acting rationally. No. Ron seemed utterly startled to see her in New York. Hermione, what are you doing here? Why aren't you home? I saw the second plane hit on TV, and I thought i thought she broke down into tears again and hugged him harder, his own arms wrapped around her, stroking her hair and patting her back. He seemed to understand, despite her inability to form a sentence. She finally drew back, and Ron caught sight of her bandaged arm. What happened? Who did that to you? No one, she assured him. I, I splinched myself, operating from London. I probably shouldn't have done it, but I needed to find you, Ron. I needed to know you were okay. She was cut off by a sudden tremble of the earth beneath their feet. They looked down and saw the earth was beginning to shake harder. She gripped Ron's arm, and he wrapped an arm around her shoulders, holding her close to him. Together, they looked up at the tower above them, and it dawned on them at the same time that the building had been struck by a plane only an hour before was beginning to collapse. No surprise to her. No, she knew it was coming. Yeah, she's like... She's stupid if she's surprised. Yeah, she called it. Yeah, she babe Ruthed it. I will say though, if it's collapsing from the top, why would you feel the earth shake?
1: Yeah, no, the rumble doesn't make any sense. No, the rumble doesn't they're, make any they're sense. They're feeding there. into the conspiracy theory that it yeah, happened from the base. Yeah. But no,
0: there's no rumble. No, I wouldn't think there'd be there'd be a lot of noise because you know things are coming down for you sure. Might, you
1: might feel vibrations if there are things yeah, the ground. Yeah, but the earth
0: shaking before the tower even falls? Well, if there's a the, again, if there's that. debris coming down hitting the ground. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not and like an earthquake processing No, that. and the fact that I'm nitpicking this is just showing that, like, I think it's pretty well written. There's a couple sure. s- spelling mistakes. I don't know why people don't reread their stuff before they put it online. Or just do
1: word, like spell check. Yeah, any of it, because it would have fixed thing. a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Do you have to, I've never written on Wattpad or fanfiction.net. Like,
1: well, I would, I would just write in a word processor I'm and do copy you, and paste. Do you not do that? Some people are just writing off the, you know, they, they, they just shoot from the hip. Yeah, off good, cuff. good for those people. It out. If this
0: person's shooting from the hip, I'm impressed.
1: This is Jack Jack Kerouac wrote this, right? Probably. Just in one take.
0: Probably, All yeah. All in
1: on one thing on the typewriter. Yeah.
0: 11 September 2001, 9.59 mm-hmm. a.m. The realization of the fact that the South Tower was collapsing before their eyes hit Ron almost instantly. A cloud of smoke and dust was now melting over the remains of the tower that was still temporarily standing and rapidly falling over the crowd beneath the towers. Ron's reaction was immediate. He grabbed Hermione's hand and pulled her through the crowd, running as fast as he could, away from the falling dust and debris that was now enveloping the area around the towers. How come they can't apparate out? They can. They're just not thinking, because it's, you know, it's a lot. They
1: can. It's not. doesn't make for a good story, though. Okay, that's fine, because if he's in his robes, he's
0: probably holding his wand. Can you apparate two people at once? Well, she definitely has her wand, and yes, yes, you can.
1: I'm just saying. You don't need to go very far either. No, and Ron
0: has a good idea of the city. He's been there for a while. Uh, I guess we have to read on to find out. All right. Maybe he does. He looked behind him and caught sight of... The only reason I'm speculating is because I don't feel like they'd write the story if they just apparate out and that's the end of the story. There's got to be something juicy coming. Yeah. He looked behind him and caught sight of Hermione's terrified face, tear tracks, cutting dark lines through her dust-covered face. That imagery... Very, very good imagery. Wow. I can see it. He tugged on her arm so she quickened her pace to keep up with his speed. Behind her, the clouds of dust were so thick that it was impossible to see anyone or anything beyond them. Mm -hmm. As the two of them ran from the falling tower, they dodged several falling people pieces of cement, brick, and and any other debris that were cutting through the smoky clouds in order to harm the panicking civilians. The smoke had now enveloped Ron and Hermione, and they both wrapped an arm around their noses and mouths. Ron's eyes were burning, and it was impossible to see which way they were going, but he kept leading her straight as best as he could, hoping they would encounter fresh air sooner or later. A small sound between a gasp and a scream grabbed Ron's attention as Hermione's hand slipped from his. He frantically whipped his head around and found her kneeling a foot behind him. Her eyes squeezed shut in pain as she gripped her arm. She looked up at him with tear-filled eyes as his line of sight drifted to her right shoulder, which now bore a huge bloody gash through her torn shirt. Mm. A large piece of cement was smashed in front of her quickly ron pieced together what had happened and with his rapid or instincts scooped <laughs> yeah scooped hermani up off the ground and ran through the smoke and dust dodging more debris on the way they have had enough time to operate out of this yeah. i'm just saying also
1: doesn't she have that spell you know again it's stories are about the the conflict yeah yeah, yeah. this isn't uh, this isn't a time for logic
0: no and and I'm saying this as respectfully as possible. In that sort of situation, in that moment, people weren't thinking logically. Nope. They were just reacting emotionally. They're trying to save their lives. Using their human instincts. Yeah. Flight time. Yeah. it's There's no fighting involved. It's mm-hmm. just flight. Yeah. When that choice is taken
1: away from you, everyone's in, in the same boat. They're Absolutely. Kind of it's, a, it's
0: either flight or seize up and don't move. Yep. And so I guess you're not thinking, well, Ron does have rapid horror instincts. He could operate out is, of there. Yeah. They but, yeah. kind of throw a wrench in it.
1: Kind of, um,
0: yeah. Here I was trying to defend it, and then the rapid aura instincts had to come back.
1: Well, they treat him... They, they probably tra- get, like, basic training. Like, what happens if you're locked up abroad, separated from your wand? Like, you know, what do you do?
0: I guess. But couldn't he use Hermione's wand if he didn't yes. have his? Yeah. Yes, he could.
1: Well, you know, yeah. They usually don't work as well if you don't have... You yeah, know, you know, as but if you're operating,
0: you know, 100 feet... Yeah. And you've got or skills. Yeah. But Again, yeah. I, I'm just here for the story, you know? No, no, that's that's fine. Um he was faintly aware of the fact that hermione's left arm which was gripping the back of his neck tightened around him as she gasped in pain of her right arm which lay uselessly in her lap Mm. she was coughing constantly due to the smoke while he held his breath as long as he could she finally buried her face into his jacket hiding her nose and mouth from the poisoned air the only thought that had inhabited Ron's brain at the moment was getting Hermione to safety. His only destination was anywhere out of the deadly dust and smoke. And all of a sudden, the air began to clear. The two of them gave huge gulps of the semi-fresh air as Ron looked behind him and saw that they were now a great distance from the towers. The clouds and smoke had covered the whole perimeter of the area for hundreds of feet. He began to jog away from the towers again when Hermione groaned in his arms. Her face was a ghostly pale, and she seemed to be losing consciousness. Stay with me, Hermione. We're almost there, said Ron frantically. He was now in a stage of panic as he ran ran the two blocks necessary to get to the one sanctuary that was safest for both of them. He turned a corner and saw the place for which he'd been looking, the tube. He rushed down the stairs into the semi-darkness, darting around more panicking people who had ducked underground for safety. He ran along the platform, constantly looking back at Hermione, who was now unconscious. He shook her slightly, but did nothing to wake her. What happened to the rest of the Oars?
1: Uh, yeah, we don't know them. We Why did he
0: abandon his his flock? His I, think, I think we're
1: gonna find out what he's been up to this whole time.
0: Oh okay. Oh okay. I'm just gonna say this before ahead of time. If um, they try to imply that the 9-11 attacks were a wizard attack. Um I mean I don't think there's any other use of putting the Harry Potter uh, characters in this,
1: so let's just let's get to it. Let's no. let's get to it.
0: Okay. We are in chapter three, by the way. I forgot to oh, say that. Oh this is that. chapter three, we are in okay, chapter maybe three. not then. Yeah.
1: Okay. They got, a, they got a lot of things to
0: wrap up, though. Damn it, whispered Ron, as tears slowly began to form in his eyes. He turned into an alleyway two feet after the sign that read, Restrooms Up Ahead. <laughs> That's wrong. There's no restrooms in the subway. And let go of Hermione's legs to fish his <laughs> wand out of his issue pocket. That's my story, biggest issue, yeah. yeah. Um, if you're at the... Um, no, no, I, I, I don't know if... No.
1: I mean, the whole subway is kind of like one big it's bathroom. It's just one big bathroom, yeah.
0: He recovered it well it's all. never mind. He recovered it quickly and tapped five bricks in the wall. There was a pause, and the wall began to slowly melt away. Behind it, a team of twelve orers were revealed to him. Oh, yeah. Dean Thomas, who was the best at healing, was the first to approach him. Mm-hmm. Though his eyes widened when he saw that it was Hermione who lay in Ron's arms, he didn't ask any questions and led them over to an empty cot in the corner of the room as the brick wall closed behind them. As Ron lay, Hermione gently onto the cot, the other Aurors began to crowd around them, astonished to see her in America. Interrogations began to come from every direction as Ron gripped Hermione's pale left hand. How'd she get here, Ron? Weasley, why is Hermione here? Did you tell her to come? Ron ignored every question as he watched Dean apply some strong smelling potion to Hermione's shoulder. Her brow furrowed as she began to stir, and he watched her jaw set as she clenched her teeth in pain. She squeezed his hand and he brought their tangled hands to his lips, where he slowly kissed her knuckles. His eyes <laughs> <laughs> How is that spelled? It's knuckles. Oh, you're just. I was just. Okay. Yeah. That made me laugh. Way to destroy the mood, Alex. Where he slowly kissed her knuckles, his eyes set on her face. He was slightly aware of Seamus Finnegan? Yeah. Telling the other Aurors to back off and give them some space. My name's Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan. Okay, I, that sounds familiar. Ron silently thanked him and continued to watch Dean's actions as he worked on Hermione.
1: What did he say? he said dad's a muggle my mom's a witch yeah my bit mom's a, a witch bit of a bloody surprise when he found yeah, out yeah yeah okay i do remember that now you have more context yeah this is more of a
0: rich story mm-hmm. for you now yeah good she's lost a lot of blood dean told ron who felt like he may faint himself i'm trying to fix her up best i can but i and i think she'll be fine ron felt his head swim at those words he looked down at hermione once again and noticed her expression looked disturbed and restless he traced his fingers down her left arm and glanced at her shoulder The injury looked a bit better from the potion, but it still looked excruciatingly painful. Dean was unscrewing the cap off of a bottle of Dittany, where Ron caught sight of Hermione's eyes cracking open. He had never been so happy to see those brown irises look tiredly upon him. "'Hey, Hermione,' he said shakily, repositioning his hands in hers. "'Dean's fixing you up. This is only going to sting for a moment, all right?' He hated telling her that. More pain was on the way, but she nodded as she squeezed her eyes shut. He looked at Dean and gave a small nod. Dean applied the few drops of didney needed as Hermione gripped Ron's hand until her knuckles turned white. As Dean wrapped a bandage around Hermione's shoulder, he caught sight of the other arm, which was wrapped from the previous injury. What happened there? asked Dean, gesturing to her forearm. Hermione was dozing off again, so Ron answered. She splinched herself when she operated from London, he said. London town. Dean looked "'Dumbfounded,' as he tied her bandage. "'London to New York?' he asked incredulously. "'Is she mad?' (laughs) "'I've always thought so,' said Ron, "'now kneeling at Hermione's bedside "'and stroking his thumb across her knuckles. "'She saw the plane sit on television and panicked. "'Dean was silent for a few moments "'before busying himself by wrapping Hermione's splinching "'splinching injury with a new bandage. "'Looks all right,' he mumbled "'as he looked over her forearm. "'She did a good job cleaning it up. "'Always knew this girl was brilliant under pressure.' ron gave a small smile as dean wrapped her arm with a new bandage the color was slowly returning to her face ron noticed he allowed a shaky breath of relief as he stroked her hair away from her face and gently kissed her forehead as dean put away his medicines and potions he spoke to ron she needs to rest she should wake in a few hours but for now what she needs most is to sleep it looks like she's been through a lot ron sighed unevenly and kissed hermione's hand once more Dean clapped a hand on his shoulder and shook him slightly. "She'll be fine, Ron. You were really lucky this time." "Aren't they always really lucky?" "I mean, come on." "They've plot armor." "Plot oh, plot armor, that's good." Mm-hmm. Hermione now looked peaceful, and it took Ron a few moments to really believe that she would be all right. When he finally did, he was able to loosen his death grip on her hand and finally semi-relax. An hour later, Hermione, an hour later, ugh, an hour later, Hermione began to stir. Ron immediately adjusted himself next to her and watched as her eyes slowly cracked open. He was the first thing she saw. Her tired eyes focused on him as her lips parted to form his name, Ron. "'Hermione,' he whispered, relief crashing over him. "'We're safe, Hermione. Dean healed you and said you should be fine.' He repeated these words to her, but they were mainly for him to believe. "'I'm sorry,' she said quietly. "'I just cause trouble wherever I go.' "'Hermione, what are you on about?' Ron asked incredulously. You were worried. You didn't cause this whole disaster to happen. You were just concerned about me. I would have done the same. For the first time, Hermione smiled, and Ron's world seemed to become brighter again. Really? Yeah, he said, leaning forward to kiss her temple. Merlin? Hermione? When I saw you on the ground, I thought... it's like God, Hermione. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. Merlin. Merlin's beard! Merlin, Hermione. When I saw you on the ground, I thought... I'm fine, Ron, said Hermione, lifting her arm gingerly to cup his face. Where are we? We're underground," said Ron. "In a hidden chamber in the tube. We've I mean, got location. The tube is the is the, it's the British yeah. system. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's like when we go to England and you call the tube the subway. Yeah, I guess. I, no, because anyone who goes over to London is oh my gosh, the I'm like, on
1: the, I'm on the tube. Like yeah, exactly. everyone,
0: so it makes such a big
1: deal about it. Exactly. Yeah. But I then don't, when people come to the United States, they're just like. This yeah. is the tube. I'm not going to this subway. Place is,
0: what is it? This is places disgusting. <laughs> Just so disappointed yeah. in transit. Yes, I did get to ride on the tube when I went to London. The tube. The tube. Oh, very it, nice. It was very nice. Mm. It was a lot nicer than the subway from when I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was 2001 in London. It was Whoa. in December. It was December of 2000. <clears throat> Actually, no. I guess it was 2002. So right. yeah, close it off. Yeah, why not? uh we're in a hidden chamber in the tube in the tube mm-hmm. we've got locations all over the city in order to find the death eaters that were hiding out. So why were you by the World Trade Center? Asked Hermione weakly, her anguish filled eyes searching his. I swear to God, please don't do this well we've planted some spies throughout the city above ground to see if they could find where the death eaters were. Ron sighed as he remembered the past few weeks a few days ago, one of them came past few weeks. I thought he left on like December eighth September eighth. What day is it? September 11th? <laughs> 11th? Yeah. Well, maybe they were doing reconnaissance beforehand. They did a lot of setting things or up. Maybe the past few weeks refers to him getting engaged and almost losing her. Sure. I'm going to say it. Let's, let's see what he says. A few days ago, one of them came back and reported that he had spotted a few Death Eaters in an alleyway by the Twin Towers. So they sent me there and three other Aurors above ground to investigate for a few days. When the first plane hit, I was already above ground. I didn't go back underground again because I figured I should help the muggles while I had the chance. He's a good guy. Yeah, good guy. But shortly after the second plane hit, I saw you outside the South Tower. I had no idea why you would be here or if it was even possible for you to be here, but I knew it was you even from the back. Do people talk like this? This is like a, a, a exposition. Yeah. People don't talk like this. Ron sighed as he tangled their fingers tighter together. He felt Hermione move as he slowly sat up. She put her other hand on top of his and leaned her forehead against his. I'm sorry. I saw the planes crash and I went mad. I had no idea where you could be in the city and I thought you might be in the towers. I thought I might have lost you. Tears were now falling down her face, which was still covered in dust. Ron felt like his heart was breaking just to see her upset. He relinquished his hold on her hands and brushed his thumbs across her face to catch the tears. Her eyes met his and cut through his heart with the sadness they held. That was really good. What percent hiding? of this wow. of this book is him just taking care of her tears? That's a lot.
1: It's <laughs> a lot. healthy portion. Yeah. For this book, this fanfiction. Yeah, I'm, I'm fan sorry. Book also, stuff. the name of this podcast is Suck My Fanfic, in case you were wondering. No, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, forgot to say that. Barely hey, lead. welcome to Suck My Fanfic. We're on a lot of platforms. Okay. Don't be sorry, Hermione, he told her. You're not going to lose me, I promise. You c- can't know that, said Hermione through a watery voice. Ron frowned at her words as she looked down at her hands. Hey, he said, taking her face in his hands and making sure her eyes fo- focused on his. Hermione, maybe I can't promise that specifically, but I can say that I'll never leave you. Yeah, I may go on these long horror missions, but I'll always come back. Hermione smiled through her tears, and he carefully kissed her lips for the first time in weeks. Yeah, okay. He broke away after a few seconds and grinned, looking down at her left hand, where the engagement ring that that he had bought only months ago before it glittered on her ring finger. Oh, thank God she still had it. Mm -hmm. Can't believe I haven't been around for this, he said, thinking of finally being the husband of Hermione (laughs) Granger. She smirked and put her head in her hand. I haven't even started. Ron looked up in disbelief. Hermione Granger, not getting a head start on a project. It can't be true. She smiled. I just got chills. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. She smiled. It is. I haven't been able to focus at all while you've been away on anything. It's been torture. Well, I'm here now, and I'm not going anywhere. I hope so, she said, her brown eyes meeting his again. She finally looked convinced and even content. It made Ron ecstatic inside. Their moment was interrupted by a sudden patronus that rushed into the room from the solid brick wall. Mm -hmm. A silvery boar formed before the eyes of the 12 Aurors. I'll be right back, Ron mumbled to Hermione as he temporarily left her bedside to join the rest of the Aurors around the boar. The voice of Ernie McMillan came from the boar's mouth. Second tower has collapsed. Stay underground for a while. The muggles are going mad. We'll give an all clear when we can. The boar ran through the throng of Aurors and through the brick wall on his silvery light and was gone. Ron was just fine with this decision Now he had time to take care of Hermione And make sure she was healed all right. Comfort Yeah Despite Dean's diagnosis He still believed something could have gone wrong In the healing process Before he could return to her However, Seamus Finnegan pulled him aside by the arm And led him over to Dean and the other Aurors Who consisted of Dennis Creevy, Justin Finch Fletchley And many other former classmates Who had chosen to become Aurors Dennis Creevy. I know Colin Creevy. I don't know Dennis I don't know Maybe he's his brother Older brother? I don't know. Unnamed. As they joined the small group, the Oars looked up and stared at Ron as if he was interest- an interesting piece of art. Ron, mate. He looked at Seamus, who was fixing him with a very serious stare. Mate, what's going on? What's happened to Hermione? Ron stared at him and then at the other Aurors, who were staring back expectantly. He sighed and looked back at Hermione, who was now lying down on her cot in the corner of the room. He looked back at his fellow Aurors and spoke. She got hit by a falling piece of cement we were in the front of the south tower when it began to collapse we barely made it out he felt tears welling in his eyes but he wiped them away impatiently he turned away and faced the wall so the so as the oars couldn't see his face seamus's voice seemed to drift from the great distance away what's she doing in america she apparated here said ron shortly directly from london she saw the planes hit on television and panicked a visible shift of uneasiness moved throughout the group when he mentioned the apparition. All the Orers knew Hermione was brilliant, but they never had expected her to act so recklessly. Ron, who knew her better than any of them, wouldn't have guessed she had done it either. Ron felt a hand on his shoulder and put his head in his hand as Seamus spoke. She's going to be fine, Ron. Dean said so. Plus, it's Hermione. If she can't pull through, none of us can. Ron thought of his words and slowly nodded. He looked up and twisted around to see Ernie McMillan and Terry Boot kneeling by Hermione's bedside and talking quietly to her. He smiled and stood up, abandoning Seamus in rest and heading toward Hermione once more. All three of them looked up as he approached. Ernie and Terry immediately stood up and grinned down at Hermione. Feel better, Hermione. Yeah, Hermione. You'll pull through. As they passed him, Terry, whom he barely conversed with, muttered to Ron quietly, She's a brilliant girl, Ron. You're a really lucky bloke. Ron grinned as he glanced at her. I know. As Ernie and Terry left, he reunited with Hermione in the corner of the room, this time dragging his own cot next to hers. We have to stay underground, he told her, suddenly remembering the boar's message. I heard, she said, but I don't care as long as I can be with you again. Ron grinned and softly touched his lips to hers. That's the Hermione I love. So we're on to a time skip now.
1: Okay, I was about to say. I just want to say, well written,
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: that... The entire passage could have been completely erased. Right there with you. There was so much just repetition yeah. of things we already knew. Yeah. How many times did I have to hear that she operated? She was brilliant. Yeah, why do they have to say she's so smart over and over again? When he started explaining the whole story again. This is this is like when Nick Cage I've got to seal the declaration of independence or
0: Liam Neeson remembering that he was involved. Yes. <laughs> yes, this <laughs> is right. 18 September 2001, 11:51 a.m. This is driving me mad, Hermione. She looked over at Ron who sat next to her on the airplane that was finally going to take them home to England. She smiled at the sight of his death grip on the armrests of the seat. It had been excruciatingly, excruciatingly difficult to force him onto this one after the attacks in New York. It had been hard enough to force herself to pull together all the courage she could to muster to get on this plane, but they had spoken with the ministry, and it would have taken another month to sort out transportation by port key. Mm-hmm. Apparating was completely out of the question for both of them, and <laughs> fluing was just as dangerous as apparating. There we go. That explains it. So as a result, Hermione had suggested flying by muggle airplane, which Ron had politely replied with an, Are you mad? response. <laughs> Eventually they convinced themselves that they couldn't waste another month in America. That's actually not true to Ron. He would say, Are you mental? Yeah. He would say mental. Ooh. That's are, okay. That's are, are you an, mental? That's a nitpick. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a good fanfic is true to the character. And, I, I, mean, yeah, I still think this is a good fanfic. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, um, For what this could have been, having not read all of it, I'm, I'm pretty relieved. Yes. Eventually, they, cons- they convinced themselves that they couldn't waste another month in America and plucked up all their courage to get on the plane. It had been such a mad week. When the Aurors and Hermione were allowed out of the tube, they were met by a scene of chaos. The, ca- the towers were nothing but a huge mass of dust and debris with people climbing over bricks and cement to dig out survivors. Hermione had never seen such a frightening sight, but it only made her want to help all the survivors she could. When the oars spread out to do just that, she insisted she wanted to join, while Ron promptly refused because of her current condition. She replied that she was quite fine and could handle anything he could. After a long and heated argument, Ron finally allowed Hermione to help on the condition that she would go back underground if she got hurt again. They spent the day finding survivors and getting them to the nearest ambulance. As wizards, they couldn't help them magically, but they could help them manually by muggly. They could help them (laughs) manually by digging through the wreckage and helping whichever survivors they could.
1: Yeah, they're just volunteering.
0: Yeah. It took them a week to get a flight out of New York, but once they did, Hermione was so glad she was going home. They had slept underground for a week, and she suddenly appreciated the job of an Auror for the first time. They truly had difficult living conditions, and their missions cut into some of the most important parts of their lives. Now Hermione looked over at Ron and carefully peeled his fingers off his armrest, lacing them through her own fingers. It's going to be all right, Ron. You don't know that, Hermione. But there was a pause, and she looked down at her engagement ring, absent-mindedly watching the colors flash in the sunlight streaming through the window. All right, maybe I don't. But that doesn't mean I can't make you feel like everything is going to be all right. At this, Ron chuckled and squeezed her hand. Okay, I get it. He looked down at her left hand and took it in his. We should probably start planning this thing, or it'll never happen. Hermione looked at him with an eyebrow raised. You don't think it'll happen with me as the main planner? He laughed. Fair enough. He wrapped an arm around her shoulders and gently squeezed her to his side. He rested his cheek against the top of her head, and she felt the warmth of his face radiating to her body. We're going home, Hermione. She smiled and snuggled deeper into the nape nape of his neck, kissing it gently. Well, that's a good "we are" turn phrase you don't hear that often. Yeah. That's it? That's it. That's it. That was Tumbling Towers. What did you think? I
1: don't know. I don't know. That, I mean, that was just like a love story. Yeah. That just kind of... this the, the, the September 11th attack seemed a little shoehorned, I'm going to say it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think one thing that can be mentioned is it kind of frames that the muggle world and the wizard world aren't that separate. Right.
1: right? And... You we have this one. We we may be so separate, but we have these shared moments where yeah. we kind of intersect.
0: And also, um, you know, when something bad happens in the, the wizarding world, they have the people that clean it up, right? Mm. Muggles don't have that. We don't know about the wizarding world. Yeah, we don't. So get they to. they have to deal with all of the hardships that we have, plus their own. Plus their own. So my biggest thing, you know, September eleventh. Everyone... I mean, there's not just wizards in America and the UK, right? Wizards are pretty... They're everywhere. Everywhere. Does that mean that there's like a, a Taliban Al-Qaeda wizard? Wizardry?
1: Mm. Well, I would think that, you know, wizards are pretty... Like, like Elsa from yeah, last week's uh, story. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a pretty, a call powerful, back, a call pretty powerful ally. But that's what the auras are there for. The auras are there to hunt down wayward witches and
0: wizards. So are there in the Middle East, like, ca- <clears throat> like caves with... Taliban wizards in them maybe i don't know i don't know
1: what parts of the world have unrest in the yeah. wizarding community it is europe in yeah. uh, in the series
0: how come how come uh, no wizards have thought to join up with muzzle muggles you know what i mean again that's what the that's what the various
1: magical governments are for they're they're soul, not you know they'll yeah govern but their main focus is keeping the things separate. I mean, you can't keep humans separate. You know what I mean?
0: Like, you can't make everyone fall in line. So, how do you make all the wizards fall in line? You have to rule with an iron fist. Okay, so and everyone that, somewhat agrees. It, here's that another it's okay. question.
1: Yeah, did
0: World War II happen
1: it in did. Harry Potter? It did.
0: Has 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 she addressed this before?
1: In the new movie, actually, Crimes of uh, Grindelwald. They, they really they do talk about it. World War II or yeah. World War
0: One? I? I thought that was that took place in the early 1900s. I think it's a. Tw- <laughs> it's the 20s, it'd still be World War One. Yeah, it would have to
1: be. No, um, it is. It's after World War One. Okay. And there's like a, uh, spoilers, you know, they, they kind of forecast World War Two, And they're like, there's no way it can happen again. But they say muggles are so terrible. It's one of the reasons why they try to radicalize the wizards against muggles. Okay, that makes sense. And, and wizards, they don't associate with muggles because they all have this superiority complex. Because yeah. it's like, you know, we're so much better than yeah. them. We're more
0: evolved. Were there Nazi wizards?
1: Yeah, I mean... Voldemort is an is essentially well he's a, supremacist. a fascist
0: character he's a fascist uh, archetype yeah. he's a
1: supremacist yeah yeah
0: but but I'm, but I'm saying in the Nazi Party. Did Hitler have Nazis in this world?
1: Well, I mean, there was a, a there is a degree of mysticism involved yeah. with the real life, yeah, uh, the real, yeah, Nazi movement. Were
0: there Nazi Jews or not Nazi Nazi <laughs> Jews. Were there wizard Jews, uh, Jewish wizards? I
1: think it's actually well. I mean, you, you, they say Merlin instead of God, so I really yeah. ex- religion's not really explored too much. Well, the
0: Merlin one seems almost uh, regional. Yeah,
1: know? that's true. We wouldn't say Merlin.
0: No, we wouldn't say Merlin. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know you get what I'm saying. At if they or like, we would say Houdini. Yeah, something like that. If if the Wizards have been al- around this whole time, if nine eleven can happen mm-hmm. and the Wizards be affected by it, what else that has gone on? Everything is, has gone on. Yeah. That's they just crazy. go underground. They can isolate. Themselves. That's pretty crazy then. And they
1: don't step in. They don't. Wow. Just so, like they didn't step in for this. I mean, you can. You, yeah. If you make it a hard and fast rule, you can't pick and choose favorites because terrible things happen everywhere yeah. every day. I mean, us as citizens of the united states we focus so much on september 11th but, yeah i mean think every country has had their own mm-hmm. massively devastating things happen so i mean if they're going to get involved in one thing they got to get involved in everything
0: yeah but that's just i don't know it's interesting like why? how come the wizards haven't tried to infiltrate like the british government and they could rule the country
1: they gain they it would behoove them to infiltrate the magical government first because that's their only threat because if they try to infiltrate a, a Muggle government, then the magical government and the authorities will just step in and take mm-hmm. them out. But if they are in charge of the No, I'm saying like the, the, the
0: magical government could infiltrate the Muggle government. That's just the... You just hope
1: that your elected officials stand on the principles for which they were okay. elected, I guess.
0: Okay. Pretty uh, sophisticated group of people then, I guess. Yeah. You're not mean, going power hungry like that. Exactly. Hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. Because it's like... Uh, in Planes, the movie Planes, the Cars movie. Yeah. Apparently, one of them makes a, a comment about World War II. What do the planes do? Yeah. And so that means that there was a, a car holocaust. That War means that is inevitable. there was a car Hitler. Was yep. he a Volkswagen Beetle? So, like, like, <laughs> like, it's just the same thing in my head. Like, is there a, a wizard, you know, um, Osama bin Laden? Again, He's already I, got the beard for it. I,
1: I don't know, because yeah, I don't know what regions of the world in the wizarding community. Yeah. Are more you know unsettled mm-hmm. maybe the middle east is is very stable for them, maybe they don't even live in
0: the middle east we don't know no, I've no idea that's why we need that's kind that's kind of racist then if there's no middle eastern wizards i'm sure there are i yeah. don't know
1: we just we need j k Rowling
0: to tell us these things, but instead she's telling Dump's us about poop about poop where they poop where they poop and that Potter got his last name because his like 18th great grandfather planted things. Mm-hmm. Great. Didn't need that. No. I need. I have bigger questions I yeah. want answered. And you know, if this was a little tidy like one-off book or something, I wouldn't be asking these questions. But this is a fully fledged out, massive worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. How come she? You know, how come she hasn't elaborated on this? So um, I don't know. I'm gonna say. Hearing what this was, a uh, Harry Potter 9-11 fanfic, and hearing the name, it was not as bad as I thought I, it was going to be. I mean, I have to
1: say, as in a fan fiction podcast, you'd think Harry Potter would be one of the main things we'd hit on. This is a very unique way to go about it. Yeah. We're not yeah. giving you the classic f- pairings or various no. slashes that yeah. are pretty predominant in Harry are, Potter there fan are,
0: fiction. There are a whole podcast that are just dedicated to Harry Potter, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's about two or three that are popular. And this episode is better than all of them. I would say so. Easily. We cover more. Yeah, more for sure. More accurate. Yeah. I Who think we're asking else? bigger yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. I'm not just sitting. I, I'm learning. I'm learning about Harry Potter. You know we're, I mean? learning, like, we're
1: I'm rediscovering. We're learning together. Exactly. And I'm sure we'll get, it's just an avalanche of corrections. I hope so. I think that's going to yeah. happen. I'm, I'm begging people to the, correct the, us. The many mistakes that we've made. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm just going to plead ignorance. You've read the books.
1: Yeah, I've, I've really, I've put yeah. myself out here as the, the, yeah, the expert of knowledge. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, I overall, I actually kind of liked it. I, I still, I, I think there's something on the whole about using a, an event like this as a literary device. I'm not a big fan of it, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I'd rather you create your own, because um, I don't think it. I don't know if I'm going to say it's disrespectful to the victims, which it kind of is, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it always feels like people are using it because the emotional weight that's tied there. with that event, people already feel that. You're bringing so, that into the story. Yeah. So you're not actually creating the emotional weight through the story, through your narrative, through your dialogue, your characters. Mm-hmm. You just have that situation mm-hmm. that already is affiliated with yep. something.
1: More, more bad things happen. Remember bad things happening? Yeah. Character development, character development. Exactly. More things happen.
0: And so, I don't know. I feel like if you had created your own magical 9-11 even, I don't know. Uh, or they
1: could have even just had this, you know, he could have been in, uh, you know, fighting bad yeah. wizards and been yeah. in
0: peril. Absolutely. So you said you liked this. I didn't I, I didn't think it was going to be, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, uh, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be um, than the way I pictured it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things are way worse when you picture them in your head. At first blush, yes. Yeah. But True. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. You like, didn't like didn't it? Really like this one. Well
1: written, but just a little got a little too repetitious at the end. There. Oh, no,
0: I'll agree with that for sure. Definitely had its flaws. A little long in the tooth yeah. for me. That last um, little bit when they were in the the tube, the underground. Just hammering away. Yeah, and I thought that was such a generic, vague way to put it. We're gonna be underground. Oh, they're in the they're in the underground. That's all I know. I mean when they're people say
1: they're underground, they usually mean incognito. Yeah, they don't mean
0: like literally under the ground. Like mole people. Yeah. Like when she like when he said we're going underground and she's like, Do you mean like under the ground? And I'm like, No, you stupid and <laughs> No, like, you yes, stupid. Exactly. exactly. No, no yep. You think the smartest witch in the world wouldn't get that? Yeah. Come on, I guess. I guess. Uh yeah so this is uh suck my fanfic guys i hope you enjoyed anything else you want to you want to say before we go i mean i think i think everything that had to be said it been was said yeah uh thank you guys for listening remember we're on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube soundcloud twitter facebook all that good stuff mm-hmm. if you like us subscribe if you really like us uh dm us Tweet at us, drop us a line, we don't care. Email us even Mm -hmm. I mean I'll I'll get a PO box, send us a letter, I don't care. We're always and
1: remember, we're always here to kiss away your tears. That's that was good. Reach out
0: to us. That was beautiful. That's a good way to end it.